I'm David, and this is David Talks. I'm Dave. I'm back on David Talks. All right, let's. I don't want to. I don't even want to take much time on this. Um, but we gotta get these diaper wars right off the way. Uh, All right. Parking attendants. <laughs> He's All right. Grievous, like he going through something. This guy. I had an emergency. I had to go to the hospital. Somebody was literally with a tube down their throat, that serious kind of situation, right? Um, came downstairs, parking attendant in the same building. It was six something a.m. Um, it, was, it, was, it was the day after Christmas. And I told the guy, it was probably about eight o'clock. Came downstairs, he's actually debating with me, saying, you said it was at eight o'clock. And I was like, well, yeah, I have an emergency. Somebody's intensive care. They're in a hospital. I got to go. This guy's, first of all, I'm, I'm leaving out the part where he walks all the way long, long down, you know, this whole alley, comes all the way back, tells me, I'm telling him, we're going back and forth. I said, I'll help you move cars. He's like, your car's like seven cars, eight cars behind. I'm like, no matter what, I got to leave. Regardless, so I'll help you. I'm just being patient with the whole situation. <clears throat> so eventually, he decided to start moving cars, and he said, "Oh no, worry, I got it." All of a sudden, <clears throat> and then I'm leaving things out. I'm leaving out the fact that I always tip, which is you know I'm in a position to do it, so I do it right. Um, so the next day, get there. It was a little late, maybe. 12, the gate's down, normally it's not down, it's down, calling, find out later on, he was there, he decided, I guess he didn't pick up the phone or whatever, okay, <clears throat> I talked to Yona about it, and Yona is like, well, I don't think it's personal, I said, you know what, yeah, it is personal, um, because, oh, as a matter of fact, that was the one time, then another time, he did answer the phone. He said, it's full. And I explained him the whole story. Rewind it back to him. He said, it's not personal. I said, yeah, well, actually it is. Because when I came in in the morning, um, the other tenant gave me his number. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, it's not full. Is it full? And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, I, and, you know, I explained to you the story. You keep saying it's not personal. And right. so, so actually, you're just being dishonest right now. Mm -hmm. I understand it's your business, and I feel like if if he doesn't let me park here, that means you're not letting me park here. Right. You know, because um, he represents him. Exactly. Um, and you're gonna defend him. Okay. I'm not even gonna get into that, but um, that's just so unprofessional. What would you say to a situation? What What would you do in a situation like that? I mean. I don't know. I just call four one one now. Was it three one one? Three one. Yeah, I don't even. I'm not even gonna play games. Like, it's, you know, it's one of my If I really feel that bothered to do so, but I, I think arguments and even giving people a piece of your mind. Sometimes it might work. You know, for me though, I, I just. That's actually a good option. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because I just like I. I've been in a situation where I've seen someone explain their grievances and I was on the other side and I understood what you know they, what their struggle was and I've seen the person that they complained to a, a manager or a supervisor right. 
like act concerned and like appease to to the customer, which I guess is all you should really need to do. And that's what that's what he should have done with you. But as soon as the customer leaves, they out of there, you know, and the supervisor's like, yo, look at this jerk. You know what I'm saying? Or like mm. they don't change they don't change anything within the the business to make, you know, everyone's life easier. But I just think that well that's a waste of time. I see. Go to three one one four one one, whatever it is. That's my police. You know what? I get it. I understand. I've been passive myself. Um, and if, you know, I guess, I guess in a way I was fearful of not being able to find, um, better and, you know, I would say workers. Right. Um, I gave that up though mm. because it never gets better. Right. You find yourself in a situation where you, you feel mentally ho hostage, mm. like you don't have choices. Um, <clears throat> so I just face things, you know. Or I should say I go head on with situations. I mean, the best way to do it, I found, is to just do it by the book. That, that really just, if they're doing things properly, then they should be fine. If they're not, that's when it hurts the most. And I know, and I tend to realize that when the customer is uncomfortable or the employee or employer is uncomfortable, it's not by the book, you know, usually. So, and then if, if the book isn't working, that's when they make the changes. And that's just how it should go. And that's where the complaints come from. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the whole you have to... Because I've done the valet thing. I understand, like, sometimes a car is, is, is on a second level or something. You got to, like, bring the crane down. And I, I've seen all those situations where somebody comes early for the car. But, you know, the customer is a customer. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can't really... You can't get mad at a customer for wanting to change the service. Especially when they're paying the money. You know what I'm saying? So, I just, I just think people just waste a lot of time. But yeah, th this is actually this was gonna, I was gonna play a clip from Donald Trump for my Dyke Award. But before I get there, what, what's what's your Dyke Award? Well, let me oh let me just I mean what's your Dyke Award rating? Right. I'm gonna give my Dyke rating. I just wanted to add one more thing. Um, the owner said that it would never happen again, mm -hmm. right? It did happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It happened again. And in fact, I called the other parking attendant. He lived in the next building over. Mm -hmm. He came downstairs and called for about 15 minutes to the guy. Finally let the gate up to let me in. I usually don't ask, but where, where was this, this this situation? Is it like a private property? Yeah, it's private. Oh, private right, building, yeah. other, you know. Um, right. But yeah, that's crazy. So I'm definitely going to give him five diapers. And I, from my understanding, not from the owner's mouth, but... Apparently they're, they're they've been trying to train people and they can't find they can't get a good fit and I understand exactly how that is because you know I hire people a lot and, and it's it's a lot mm -hmm. it's a lot to deal with it's a lot of um, situations to go through so I get it what would you give that that person I don't know man the three diapers three fair enough it didn't happen to me these these are the personal things that happen to you but I didn't say I didn't, your, your I didn't frustration. Say, hey, look, you know what? I don't honestly, truly, really, and I told the owner, even though I, I said to him, you know, you're, you're lying. Mm -hmm. and, no, he is lying. Um, yeah. But I also said I'm not going to take it personal. I mean that because I forget about things quick. It's right. only when we're having this discussion, I'm remembering that I had to actually go somewhere else to mm -hmm. sleep and then come right back. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 night, you know, so it was it was inconvenient, but it's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um at the same time he definitely deserves those five diapers. 
that's all I'm gonna say about it. You was man, you was gonna show me something about. It. I was gonna show you the clip, but I lost it when I like pressed it with my hand. But it was basically a clip of Donald Trump saying what Obama was gonna do yeah. to to get reelected or stay in office, and like play by play verbatim, he says about going to war with with Iran, right. and and he explains how you know what the strategy is gonna be. And he's literally following step by step what he thought Obama was gonna do is stay in office. Um, you know, and this is following his impeachment. So oh. this is crazy how he said what Obama was gonna do and he right. he did every step, like literally like like he mapped out his own, you know, second term already. Like it was already in the works. Wow. But I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with that situation. I know we don't want war with Iran as as far as our government's concerned. And I think I could speak for some of us saying that we as a people, we don't want war with Iran. Um, and some people in the government have expressed that. Um, Nancy Pelosi just announced today that she's still handing, handing, handing in the articles of impeachment next week. So, like, that didn't stop. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it's people are a lot smarter and less controlled. Right. And um, I think it's obvious like you said, um, it seems like it was just a distraction, mm -hmm. so that way people could say, "Oh, our our you know president is strong, mm -hmm. and let's like forget about all this," right. you know, um, which is, is is terrible. I mean, to be honest, like I don't know enough about Iran to know anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they're bad for us or, or good for us. I do know that there are documented attacks on embassy. But to go to war for whole countries is just different, you know what I'm saying? And I think the narrative is being created by the media um, to, to, to view Iran as a whole state of, of enemy. But I, I, like, there's a video that's going around, it's a viral video of one of the citizens getting interviewed by a, a reporter and she asks, like, what's beef with America? And he, he explains, yeah. and in tears, that he doesn't have any beef with America. He loves Americans, he just hates the president. You know, and so it's going viral, and it's just so funny how people try to label certain things as propaganda. But that video is so heartfelt, and you, you feel the you feel the honesty, the fear, and anger, and a whole bunch of emotions from this one individual in like a fifteen second clip. It's like it's like overshadowing. I think a lot of people's agenda, and so it's kind of like drowning out the voices of war. You know, wow. people crying for <clears throat> war. Wow. I mean, just people speaking from the heart is just changing a lot of things. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you have people in positions of, of clearly of power when you can command a whole entire group of people to do right. your bidding. That, right. that that says you do have power. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's a shame because your own common sense tells you um, there's not a country that, you know, um, people from all over the world come to, to America. And, and, you know, we all interact with different people every day. Mm -hmm. You know, so we know better, right? You know, and, and and vice versa. A lot of Americans go to all you know different countries all every day. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're interacting, and it's, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with people mm -hmm. um, in positions of power and their agendas and what they want to do. Right. Um, golf, you know, um, you know, war and how that went down, mm -hmm. and even to this day, never made any sense. I mean, it's just. Like for example, the, the the funeral that happened for the general that was killed—I I forget his name. Yes. Um, was massive, and um, it showed I think close to a million people out, 
But that doesn't even, you know, as much people as they showed on camera, that doesn't even amount to a percent, uh, a percentage to mention in the conversation for the country as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And even so, for them to show up at the funeral doesn't mean that they're our enemy or anyone's enemy for, for that matter. Right. So it's just like things can be twisted to look a certain way when a little crowd of maybe 300, 400 people are saying death to America. You can't say that the whole country is screaming that. But of course, we as Americans, we feel threatened by that. We might feel, feel a little bit fearful. So we just reactive instead of like actually delving into information and finding out what's going on. So it's just like, 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 like you just said, no one's really falling for the same stuff. I think movies and TV shows have explored those things enough for us to say, is this happening in real life? And so I think we're starting to ask ourselves the, the real questions. And, you know, in, in the time of our sensitive era, I think it's actually showing that we see others from other countries as different as they might seem to be as human beings. So it's like, you know, it's deterring our bloodlust for war. Difference from the Gulf War with the scare of nuclear deals going wrong or or uh, Pakistan getting invaded and making people look like the big, big bad wolf and, and, and us going like, yeah, we got to get these terrorists and rallying behind things that we don't even understand. And, you know, a lot of things that pre the presidents have done, Clinton, Bush, even Obama, things that they have done, we, we've actually questioned and try to, you know, have a critical thinking on like, what is the right things to do? And look at the outcome. Did it help us in any way? We had a 17-year-long war with Iraq. And, I mean, uh, Afghanistan, 15 with Iraq. And it's like all these two-decade wars going on. We, you know, we don't know what we gained from these wars. And a lot of soldiers say we didn't gain much from them. And it's not, a, you know, the rich man's war. People throw jokes up. Maybe it did help us. But we don't really know what we, we I think as a people, we want to see what other things we can explore harsh shanks, shank, uh, sanctions and stuff like that being in place. So we avoid war. So we avoid, you know, our soldiers going and putting their lives in, at risk, putting our country at risk, you know. So this is... Well, I mean, you just ask yourself questions. Why would people in their country burn their oil? Mm. You know, and those, those are just obvious things. Yeah. I mean... Uh, oil fields on fire for, for months, you know, billions of dollars just are being, it's because they don't want no one after their stuff, you know what I mean? And people are saying the stories of war, hurt yes. pockets and stuff, but it, I think it's just like, they're here for this, let's get rid of it so they can leave, you know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of rumors about things happening in Iran, and it's not supposed to be about the arms deals or, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into that. Because, yeah, 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 we can talk about that for a while. But yeah. it's just... I don't think we're falling for the propaganda as much as we, we have in, not too long ago. Right. And we could be for the other side, but at the same time, I think there are other solutions that could have been implemented before this. But again, I'm not an intelligence officer, so who knows? Got it, got it, got it. So I want to talk about the food shot. Uh, what, do, what do you think about the food shot? Um, free food shots. Right. Um, the reason why I asked was because um, for whatever reason, I ended up taking a cab today. And the driver was just just having a regular conversation. He told me um, he was incarcerated for eight years, mm -hmm. and the last three of those years, he took a flu shot and right. was paralyzed. Right. Um, and I was like, "Wow, this is my first time ever hearing about mm -hmm. that." Um, I just knew my own um, 
and I've been uh, criticized uh, by professionals or physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conspiracy theory or whatever. I always take shots. Nothing never happens to me. All mm-hmm. my friends, all my coworkers, we all take shots. Nothing, nothing ever happens to us. Right, right. Um, and uh, it was very. It was. It was just like, wow. Like you, you know, how can you not sympathize with this person or mm-hmm. say, wow, that, that could have happened to me. You know, um, and um, we spoke, and I asked him a couple of questions, and I asked them, I said, hey, look, do you mind if? You know, I talk about this, you know, on my show, and he's like, of course not, you know. Uh, in fact, he told me, let me know, give me his card when we air it and everything. Right. Um, you know, he seemed like a great guy. I don't know the circumstances. You know, people have different um, um, reasons why they're incarcerated and who are we mm-hmm. to judge. Um, anyway. Really. No, yeah, exactly. um, You know, that's just another story. But the point is, is that, so I asked him, I said, so... Why? Why did you get a flu shot? You know, and, and you know we, we discussed it, and he was like, "Well, you know, he grew up getting flu shots, mm-hmm. so it didn't seem anything out of the ordinary for him to get it." Right. Um, you know, he was lifting weights, and mm-hmm. he was trying to get up, and he was like, "I can't get up," you know, and and they were laughing, like, "Stop playing around!" Or right. he really couldn't get up, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he needed help to the infirmary and. You know, they were giving him like ibuprofen, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "You keep giving me ibuprofen f- for for pain, but right. I'm not in pain. I, I can't move." Right. Um, you know, he almost got thrown in, in you know, in a hole, um, quotes, and because he took the medicine eventually and threw it at the physicians, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously that's a sign of aggression. So you right. know, they threatened to put him in a hole, and but eventually they they helped him, and it took a whole month. One of his um, um, cell inmates um, actually carried him, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth to his bed. He, you know, he did everything for him, you know. Um, you know, he, he said everything except wipe his behind, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I understand that could be a lot of pressure in a, in a position or in a place like that, how mm-hmm. that could be perceived and looked at. Right. Um you know, but he really couldn't do for himself, you know, mm-hmm. and he said, God bless his, you know, um, cellmate. And, right, definitely. Um, you know, it's true, God bless you. Uh, that's that's a lot, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it took a month before they could diagnose, this, find out. They took him, you know, out of the, um, you know, prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went to a regular hospital where they figured, you know, exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um and I believe what is it? What's it called? Um, uh, Gillian's beret. Right, Gillian's beret. Um, Gillian's beret disease. Uh, or is it a syndrome? Syndrome. Right. Syndrome. Um, funny thing is, uh, a lot of people, you know, he said one out of four hundred thousand people get it, and it's rare. No, I don't think it's one. Out, it's probably one. It's a chance of one in four hundred thousand. So basically, like the lotto is. One in a million chance doesn't mean if it's two hundred million that two hundred people are gonna win it. So it's so like it, just really slim chances. Like if it's one percent to get pregnant with with a condom, then it's pretty low. You know, it's point nine, point nine percent. I looked it up. It said twenty thousand people a year get it. Right. That's a that's that's a lot. I mean, we got like almost four hundred million people that live in America. Right. And those people, you got twenty. 
thousand people get it again. I, I, in my opinion, that's a, that's a that big or is that? Um, that's not that's not a lot at all. Okay. I mean, the numbers. Right. It's not enough to make noise. Um, wow. And I, that, I guess that's what I, I, meant, I meant to say. It's a lot of people that deal with that, and that's pretty horrible. But considering the amount of people that that you know walk around, it's just you know. Well, I did a little research on it, and, it, and it, it's the um, the immune system attacks the nerve, and it somehow um, gets confused, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and, it, and it, that's that's how it starts. Yeah, right. With proteins and yeah, I mean, it's hard. first of all, you know, his, his experience sounds horrible. Um, well, I could tell you one one good thing is that he vowed that before he leaves. Um, that he's gonna walk, so he's able to walk. From my understanding, there's no cure for it, mm-hmm. but um, you know, he said he had a walker when he walked out. Bro, um, wow, that's strong. That's, that's that's insane. Yeah, you know, um, when he got to the hospital, all the nurses or doctors was like, "This guy has that condition." He said he felt like a celebrity because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I've seen where doctors look at someone with something peculiar or something rare, and they're more fascinated. And they treat you like, you know, they become fans of, wow, this is pretty rare, you know. Um, I think that's, you know, psychologically damaging in itself. Because you feel like, wow, if these people don't know enough about it, can they really help me? Um, I mean, I'm not speaking for them, but that's what I would feel, you know. All that creates fear. I mean, I could start with the part where he had to deal with this for a month before they took him serious. And the, the fact that he explained that people laughed around him when he first explained his pain or whatever he was going through, that that affected him deeply because it's almost like you're questioning if this is really happening to you. And when you question if it's happening to you, then other people's gonna question it even more. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that fear alone to feel, and, and to be in such a secluded situation, that gotta be traumatizing. And yeah, I mean, I'm trying to imagine it now, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what's happening to me? Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, "Well, let's go, we out, mm-hmm. let's go." And I'm like, "Well, I can't, I can't move, I can't get up." Right. And then they're like, "Are you sure you can't get up? Like, mm-hmm. really?" Right. And like, "Well, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what's happening." Mm-hmm. So, so they're waiting for you to convince them that that's what it is, but mm-hmm. you can't. You're not even sure yourself to convince exactly. yourself. Right. Is what you're saying. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, and a lot of times, it's like mind over matter. So eventually, he's probably, you know, started compensating for for the lack of. And so it just, you know, it creates a, a sense of doubt. And, um, I mean, to start with, you don't know why it's happening. You don't know what's happening. And, and you, you got to figure out a lot of things before you get to the source. Um, for them to even figure out that the source was the full shot is, is a big deal. That's you know? insane. And you mentioned uh, in a video you asked if he uh, sued. Yeah, I did ask him that he sue, and he said um, because I recorded him, he said that uh, I guess he doesn't have a lawsuit because he signed something. Right. And he mentioned something about it being a federal. I guess again, we're designed to say, well, you can't find fight the government, right? Which is not true. Right. You could actually sue the government for anything. Um, Right, and I also told him that uh, a lot of these jails are privately owned. You can go directly after the owners, which is where you should go. The shareholders, again. And, um... Well, he mentioned he had to go to... uh, Well, he went to Texas, 
he had to speak to Texas lawyers because, you know, every state has different protocol and um, and, they, and that's what they told him. But I guess you got to ask yourself, you know, why, what deals do they have in place? What stock do they have? You know what I mean? What money do they invest in? And like you said, a lot of things are private companies. Even these jails themselves are, are private companies. And they just arrested a, a judge for, I think, uh, only like 26 years for selling black teens to, to prisons. So it's like, you know, people, these, these private prisons, you know, make deals with judges and, and DAs and even prosecutors. I mean, not prosecutors, but which prosecutors, but also people defending you and stuff like that. So it's like, you can't really trust anyone. You know, you don't really know who, what, where to go by. So it could be very discouraging going to a few offices and they're like, they, they laugh you out the office. But I guess doing the research and being, you know, diligent with it, you can find out. But it's really not about the money. It's more about the change. And I guess the bigger conversation that comes from it, even though it's not bigger than him, per se, but the bigger conversation is exactly what he said about uh, being used to taking uh, flu shots as a tradition or as something that he never thought twice about because he did it from, from being a kid. And we are in the, in the world of being pushed to take these shots, you know? Uh, vaccinations um, it's required to even go to daycare to have these vaccinations for our children or to go to public schools you know so it's just like at first you really don't even have a choice you know you, and it's against the law to keep your home your child home unless you're doing right. home school right for that you got to get certain licenses right. you got to pass certain tests you got to get like it's just a lot of things that go into certain things so it's like almost discouraging on our part as much yes. as what it is. It might seem discouraging for him to, uh, you know, follow that suit. But you, you gave him some good advice. You you told him, uh, you know, you can put the word federal in any business or, you know, you can hide behind certain names and words that might scare you or intimidate you or a lawyer to, to, to press any, any, you know, charges. Or, oh, yeah, you got you have big firms. You have a lot of people that are friends. Um, a lot of people, you know, they, they go to school with each other. You, right. you set things in motion. You protect yourself. Yeah, okay. I mean, what scares you, too, is those, that you sign things and people will say, well, it's in the fine print, in which we don't all read. But there are many cases, especially in a rare case like they like to present to them, like his, that fine print that you sign isn't always valuable to you. You know which what I mean? Which is what he said. And right. he said now that even when he eats a candy bar, he's reading the fine print. Right, and it's, yeah, I mean, his experience alone would tell me that whatever he feels is responsible for that traumatizing experience is, is going to make him read candy bars or anything that may, may seem insignificant to others. And you know what? Um, he's also sympathetic as well. Um, you can tell when I asked him, what do, you, what do you think about those physicians that say that? And he, one of the things he said was... Um, in regards to, you know, when he's like, oh, you'll be okay, no big deal, I do it all the time. He said he believes that they don't really know. They're not fully educated mm -hmm. um, about the, the, you know, the possibilities of what can happen, the repercussions, or the side effects, or whatever. He thinks that they're not, they don't really, really understand, because he doesn't believe if they knew what could happen to him, that they would encourage it. I think he's right and wrong. I think he's right that they're not educated on certain things like Gillian's Gray disease uh, syndrome. I'd never heard of it in my life, but um, I also believe that it's an excuse. Um, 
that's literally their profession. So for them to know about thousands of different syndromes and diseases is a lot, but that doesn't excuse them from experimenting on people's lives and, you know, livelihood and, you know, injecting things in people that they don't fully understand. Um, and I guess that's why they have trials and stuff like that. But it's just like, again, like, I, I couldn't give it a pass. I couldn't give anyone a pass for that. Um, and it's just, I think you brought up a conversation earlier about us being forgiving and being conditioned to forgive easily. Um, and I think that's like a little iffy about, yeah, I think it is true. We, we forgive easier, um, easy for things we shouldn't. Um, but I think there's a difference between forgiving someone and then actually taking action to prevent it from happening again and accountability. And that's, that's really, there's a difference between the two. Um, I think the people in that in, in that prison or jail where he was held should hold some accountability. I think the doctors should hold some accountability. Whatever uh, you know, a company uh, produced this this flu shot that he took. You know what I'm saying? And what about and what about the actual owner of this jail or the actual shareholders? There should be a, a civil suit. There should be they should be held truly accountable. Um, to the point where they should they should also serve time. Well, the the, the shareholders the shareholders are probably the lawyers he spoke to. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you don't really know who to go to or who to talk to. And it's just, and I think those are the I think that is a part of the system that a lot of people try to speak against. You know, so you know it's it's a lot, but I think educating yourself and being persistent about certain things it'll go a long way. And we live in a society where it's not cool to educate yourself, but I think now it's starting to really become a thing. The fake woke thing, is, is, I think, is designed to discourage people. I think a lot of people are fake woke. You know, they say they they learn enough and say enough to seem a certain way, but nothing to really educate the next generation. But that shouldn't discourage people from still learning and and educating. This is definitely a perfect example of, wow, they really devastated his life. And I think that's what they did. And yeah. even though he's fine now, it seems to be fine. That even the way he explains what he went through, that he that it was enough to warrant some kind of retaliation. But I mean, I don't know, maybe jail time, maybe losing shares, maybe losing money, maybe getting fined. I think people that are involved with certain entities that hurt people shouldn't be shouldn't have the availability to invest in anything, especially medically. I totally agree. Um, they should be held accountable. Um, they should understand the responsibility that they have. Um, people are trusting them mm -hmm. uh, with their literally with their lives right. um, to change it however they feel fit. fit uh, a lot of um, situations, like he, one of the things he said was that he felt, you know, we're, we're guinea pigs. You know? Exactly. Um, that's, that's true. You know, and, and it's just for 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 the sake of science, or but but who's actually benefiting when you have a people as a whole are suffering for what one person to benefit, or you know what I mean? Well, and, and all right. So for example, right, um, the Australian fires. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard about the Australian fires. Yeah, yeah. and you know it's horrible. It's happening all, all over the continent. Right, and. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, millions of animals dying, millions of people's homes, and thousands of people have passed as well. Um, people aren't really 
looking into the places they're donating things to. They're right. just donating money to help, right. which is great. But I think they're doing themselves and other people an injustice by just sending money to certain organizations that they know nothing about. I 100% agree with that, by the way. And then when they do find out about certain things, they don't re- they don't think that there's a, a, another agenda going on as well. I think certain things happen. I'm not saying anyone deliberately did the fires, even though they say they arrested 26 people. And I don't know what that's about. It was mentioned. I don't know if it's fact. Look it up yourself. But somebody's profiting from that horrific situation. You know what I'm saying? And some people may look at it as someone taking advantage. Um, and it could be... It could be that, or it could just be someone's opportunity. Um, but do some do a lot of like misfortune for a lot of people. I do think that every time someone's gaining, you know, some kind of money or expansion, or you know, it could be literally anything. So as far as the flu shot, you know, I don't know what agenda is being pushed there, but a lot of flu shots are actually man-made. You know, a lot of uh, strands of the, the, you know, of I mean, the flu shots themselves—they're putting a virus inside your body, so right. it, it could be familiar um, with if it, if it, you know, gets you know much more serious. And I, and I kind of I understand the concept, um, you know. But does people do people that know they don't know all the facts? They just know that part. They don't care to know the facts. Okay? They just know that you're getting a smaller version of the big version. If you was to ever get it, your body would understand and know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But they're not telling you all the other side effects. Oh, and I wonder if they actually really know or were they were taught that. I mean, there's a big pushback from the other direction of, uh, you know, studies have shown that uh, flu shots or certain, um, what is it, uh, things that prevent diseases. Uh, what's, what do they call them? Uh, basically, things that uh, like things that stop measles. What is it? Oh, uh, vaccines. Vaccines that, and they 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 say that there are a lot of studies that show that they don't support um, like syndromes and like Down syndrome or right. autism. Okay. People try to link the two, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but they're saying that it supports it, but they haven't said it outright. It's not linked. You know what I'm saying? So. People try to downplay certain situations like this right. and because they're so rare, they're not really heard. But I'm sure if he, if his story's heard and he gets it out there, a lot more people than he thinks has the same kind of situation. Right. And 20,000 years, it is 20,000 people a year is not that much, maybe, but it's a lot of people. It'll fill a couple. That's, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. And, and you have to ask yourself this. 20,000 people all over America get it a year and why don't why we never hear about it right I mean there's so many there are diseases that we probably think are, are fictional um but I, I think it's designed to the point where we don't want to know about these things mm. you know things, or, or, or do they make us feel that we don't want to know no exactly I think even me as a person like I drink certain things that give me energy I don't really want to know what's in it. You know what I mean? Because if I do, then I know, I consciously know what I'm doing to my body. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. So it's just, if it's happening to a mass of people, then you definitely don't want to know. Unfortunately, though, later on in years, when you have health problems, not yeah. you particularly, but in general, no, in general, we don't, we don't, we don't even put that one plus one together, right. like two, mm-hmm. but we was poisoning our bodies for years, mm-hmm. and now different things is going on, and it's like, oh, go to the doctor they like well you know right now your, your, your blood pressure is this way you should cut back on this you should cut back on that right um i was just watching somewhere 
you know, we use that excuses, but these are these are true. A lot of times, doctors, what they say to us now, don't apply. You know, doesn't apply twenty years from now, right. with the whole coffee situation. Right. People laugh and say, you know, six coffee a day is good for you now. So, like when I when I was growing up, I heard it was drinking coffee was terrible. You That's know, true. the caffeine and all yeah. that. Caffeine was bad. Now caffeine's good. It's sugar's good. bad, but now sugar's good. So it's like mm-hmm. we. Because we are eating so many artificial sugars now because it says zero grams of sugar. We're eating a supplement and our body thinks we're getting sugar. So we compensate and it's just, you know, a lot of unhealthy situations. So it's just like, you know, we don't really know anymore. You know what I mean? Doctors don't really know. You know, so it's just, yeah, we want to educate ourselves and keep updating our, you know, our knowledge about these. So, you know, it, it just comes down to one of those things where, you know, it's a money thing. Right. Money over human. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something that's been practiced for, you know, I guess since humans have been, you know, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know. Um, hopefully, you know, things change a little bit, more educated, and, right. you know, social media, um, I'm going to say they, because people with the most influence over the world right. don't actually have a, have a hand on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may, they may uh, succeed mm-hmm. one day. Right now, um, opportunity is, is, is very strong right. for anyone, um, which is, again, Detroit, the way the factories disappeared and people uh, was, you know, looking for different ways to eat and, you know, resorting to crime and mm-hmm. putting themselves in jail, you know, it's like a, you build jails, you mm-hmm. get rid of work, People do crime, they're in there, and people make money. Yeah, I don't think uh, jails should be privately owned. I don't think that's, that should be a thing at all. Well, yeah, I mean, Prisons. you know, these places are privately owned. They get they get funded by the state tax money. Mm-hmm. I believe if, if there wasn't so much money involved, the situation would be very different. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, that's that's why all these judges are starting to get arrested. I think we're starting to see a like, real change. So, I mean, even if it's a slow start, change is better. I mean, I... At one time, you know, in the mid- medieval times, we were throwing shit out the window. You know That's what I mean? True. So it's just like people were dying from those type of things and getting different diseases, hepatitis and stuff like that. Right. So I think there's gonna be a time where we look at the things we do and it's going, you know. Right. And I just want to say I don't I don't want to say no names, but if um, if you will, can you let us know? Have you recovered for one hundred percent? Um, if you don't mind, or is it something you're still struggling with? Because, right. like, from what, from what we uh, researched, it's something that there's no cure for. So right. I'm curious about that. Wonder if that information is wrong in itself. Yeah, and, and also, how much has it affected you mentally? Um, because I'm sure that might, might have had a strain on your life as a whole. Um, for him to even bring up the situation, it's, 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 it's kind of like, you know, the chances are very slim. Right. But it's... it's, it's Pretty good. It's like starting conversations, getting it's getting out there, and you gotta start somewhere. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and also, uh, is is therapy an option? You know, right. that was something that we we kind of touch on here and there. Mm-hmm. As 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 a people, as a community, we look at therapy as a, such a taboo, right? Because people make us feel like we're crazy for doing so, or even looking at it. But um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that's the case at all. Not at all. I mean, I'm glad you spoke about it and. You know, it does cause awareness, you know, um, to the public, to people, and let us know a real, a real situation occurred and mm-hmm. real consequences right. of, of 
something that's free, right? right? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Google, um, they're giving out now a lot of free Chrome like little devices, kind of like Alexa. Yeah. And they're giving it for free. And you can just sign up. What is it exactly? I forgot the name of it. What is the purpose of it? I guess so, like, say, Alexa, turn on this. Interesting. So, like, Google, look this up. What's Gillian's? Does it, you uh -huh. know. And, um, you know, I'm sure they cost money to make. You know what I'm saying? And it's the ultimate, The ultimate endgame. My favorite movie. The ultimate endgame. <laughs> I remember when um, AOL came out, everything was free. Right, Facebook, right. everything was free. Okay. Social media, internet, everything was free. And I knew that was just to get everybody hooked. Right. Become a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, just give it away. It's cool. Let's yeah. try this new thing. And now it costs a lot of money. Yeah. You can't watch no... TV used to be free and now mm -hmm. no TV's free. Well, yeah. I mean, in that, in that case, I don't think it's... Uh, and I do believe that that is the ultimate goal. Right. But I think what's happening is that we're selling data and information about ourselves. Yeah. And we're giving that away for free. And the, the little money they pay to build these little devices is a small price to pay right. to know what to, to advertise to us. So if we talk about whatever we're speaking about in our conversation, uh, these devices pick up on those words and they present it to us through our daily social media endeavors. You know? so, well, it just brings me to that idea, promoting right. myself. Right, right, right. talks and right. if we have any brand of any sort no matter what it is mm -hmm. we're promoting somebody else for free exactly exactly so um yeah no more free promotion man even yeah. though i'm about to do a <laughs> a free promotion let do this nah, nah 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 but i'm definitely i'm still waiting on that but definitely definitely waiting on this yes. but as far as experimenting go not so much um badge coming from experimenting um, okay i don't know if you heard but taco bell is experimenting with uh, paying their managers a hundred thousand a year, okay, and uh, paying for uh, free pay, paid leave. No, paid just paid leave. leave. I'm not paid leave. Uh, paid uh, sick days. It's paid. I don't know. Something I think like that's that. great. That's dope. I think that's great. So they experiment with that. But, but what do you think? If it's great, but like, what do you think the outcome of that situation? I think that they feel if your employees are happy. And they have time with their families to go on vacations mm -hmm. and enjoy life. They'll come back and work harder. Right. And they'll, they'll, they'll change, you know, the whole environment. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll trickle down and have a trickle effect. Mm -hmm. People come into the restaurant. They, it feels warm. People are like, hey, you're happy to be at work. So it's like, good morning. How are you? Thanks for coming in. Right. And they understand it from a different point of view versus sometimes you go into a restaurant. Um, you know, I, I, I was in a, matter of fact, I was in, what is it? Chipotle. Uh, the other day in Chipotle, I usually have good experiences, but you know, you check, you know, you're checking in with somebody and they just talk to you like this. Right. How could I help you? Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you say, well, thank you. They don't even say, you're welcome. They just look and talk to the other person because they feel like robots. So, you know, at the same time, you, you feel like, oh, I'm just wow. trying to get through the day, you know. You know, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, we have a bunch of things to talk about. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have the time to talk about it. Yeah. A lot of things we're gonna have to leave out this segment, but you guys catch it on the next segment. Right. Um, real quick, let's go. Let it go. Um, the IP Man Four. IP Man Four. I'm with the let go. Let go. Yeah, I don't want to see no more of that. Uh, 
Well, that makes a lot of sense. I get it. But you know what? I'm, I'm not ready to give up because that was Bruce Lee's teacher. Yeah. I'm not ready to let it go. And they're going to show a fake version of Bruce Lee yeah. fighting. I, I, I might want to see that part. Yeah. I want to see how they portray uh, Bruce Lee. But I'm good with the IP movies. Um, I think we can move forward from those situations. I get it. They need to reinvent the wheel. That's for sure. All right. So thanks for watching David Talks. Much love. Mm -hmm. See you again.